0: All of the audio and recordings that are heard on this week's podcast are copyrighted. I do not own them. They were found on YouTube. It was something that I put on this week because I thought it would add to the experience of the listener. I hope you enjoyed them. But again, I do not own them. They are copyrighted. Cause baby now we got dead you know we used to feel
1: like slobs, but take a look what I've got, these ladies all
0: One to build his future. Bring worlds together. No! The other to escape his past. I will never forget the family that I lost. Together, they would confront a mysterious force of nature. they doing it for the pleasure. That would take them beyond the limits of courage. No, Michael Douglas, Val Kilmer.
1: How can you control your fear? The Ghost and the Darkness.
0: Here we are, episode two Ghost in the Darkness. So this movie follows Val Kilmer's character, John Patterson. Colonel. Colonel John Patterson, excuse me. Yes. Excuse me. He is sent from London to Savo in Kenya to oversee the construction of a railway bridge. And I you know, I kinda wondered about this. There's a, a clip in the the trailer where he says we're going to save the, we're going to save Africa from the Africans. Save Africa from themselves. Yeah. And that. so I actually did a little bit of research of what that meant because it sounded extremely racist. Um, it actually means there's apparently a lot of war going on right there between like yeah the, the tribes. The tri-
1: all the tribes were at war with and each other.
0: they thought if they didn't, and, and, and the, the British, and he talks about the German and the French that they're racing to get this done. Um, they're trying to build this as a trade link to India because then they would have they would have this railway almost all the way. So this was really important. What happens, they get there. Excuse me, not they. uh Valcomer gets there. Everything is seeming to go okay except for they're having a problem with the local wildlife. Uh, the, he, he gets there, he meets the doctor, sees the hospital, and one of the guys in that day has been attacked by a lion. Yeah, he says, when he gets
1: there, he says... Uh... You seem to have brought bad luck with you today. Uh, one of his orderlies got
0: attacked that day. So what happens next is Val Kilmer says, I'll take care of it. He gets in the tree. He brings Angus. He, well, he,
2: he basically nuts up about 10 minutes into the movie.
0: <laughs> There's a good little comedy
1: <laughs> by Angus goes, he says, is this the best way to hunt a lion? And Colonel Patterson's like,
0: I don't know. I've never even seen one. Never even seen one. Uh, so they get in the tree. Uh, First night out, shoots a lion, and they, they one shot. The one shot. One shot. They think that he is the great white hunter. He's the savior, and I mean he. Well, is, that was
2: that was that moment. He earned everybody's respect. The foreman, all the workers. And he took care of the problem.
0: And so he he's uh, he's riding on high until the next night when uh, Mahina, Mahina, his foreman,
2: don't shoot a look alike. No,
0: no. There's a death before
1: Mahina. Uh, no, that's after Mahina's the first one. Yep,
2: yeah. the John, and then they build the fences. Yeah, he was the foreman He got drugged out of his camp. He was the first. No, one No, there
1: was a there was a death because he goes back out. There was a death. He said there was a man wandering outside his tent late at night. I thought that was
0: no, that's number was two. It so or after Mahina, Mahina dies first. Then they build the fences, and it doesn't matter because he's like, well, what happened with the fences? And he's like, "Well, this guy was out wandering around at night, so gotcha. uh, Mahina gets dragged out, and they right away they got a lion problem, and, yeah. and from there it just kind of takes off. I mean, escalates it is quickly.
2: it is open season. Well, they thought the lion problem was taken care of, and if your
0: if your ass is out, it's grass. I mean, I mean and these these lion, there's two two <clears throat> male lions that are working in tandem, which is unheard of. Uh, also to set the scene, this is." 1890 1890? 1890s yeah. yeah. On so yeah. um he can't get it done people are just dying left and right the workers are leaving the bridge is not getting done uh Val Kilmer's his boss comes in and says you know what's going on with uh what's going on with this why are you behind schedule he says the the Germans right. and the French are
2: catching up to us.
0: And he explains it to the lions, and he, the guy basically says, "I don't give
2: a shit." Yeah, Robert Robert Beaumont's like, "Well, I don't give a shit. Get the bridge done. You have a five month deadline. Yeah, get it done." He's, he's so
0: pretty much, nut up or shut up. Yeah. He brings in Charles Remington,
2: which is uh, Michael, Michael Douglas, Douglas, yeah, the who is who
0: is who is the Great White Hunter, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna solve this problem for us. Um, Val Kilmer thinks, "Oh, thank God, we got somebody here who's gonna get it done." Well, yeah,
2: yeah, he's uh, the Great White Hunter that also runs up pretty deep in his posse of about the Maasai. Twenty Maasai with their shields and spears. He runs pretty deep in that clan. The
1: Lion Hunter is it'll cost you ten head of cattle. Ten head of cattle ten head of cattle to to kill these lions.
2: And yep.
0: and from that point on, and that's at like the forty minute mark. So uh Michael Douglas does not come in until this thing is almost halfway over. And he doesn't spoil alerts, Michael Douglas does does not finish out the movie with us, people. <laughs> yeah. The um the the hunt pursues as as they, they go after these lions to try and figure it out, to try and sort it out. Sort of yeah, sort it <laughs> to out. Try and sort it out. Uh and,
2: th- and one by death, one they become the hunters
0: Death and carnage pretty much the rest of the way. Um well let's say everything they did, every trap they would set, you know, everything they had
1: to plan for the lions just slipped right by. It's almost like they knew what they were doing The lions were almost always one step ahead of everything that they were trying to do.
2: Well the the second trap Yeah uh michael douglas's character charles Remington, comes in he's like i want a new hospital built get all the patients to the new hospital we're gonna take the old hospital we're gonna smear the blood and animal parts and we're just gonna bait them in there and they kind of do they fire a couple of shots and then next thing they know those lines are attacking the new hospital
0: and uh well, the interesting part about this whole story is it's based on a true story uh, the the book is the Man Eaters of Savo, which was written by John Patterson, Colonel John Patterson, in the early nineteen hundreds, nineteen oh seven ish maybe, somewhere in there, and there's a lot of things that happen in the movie that are from the book. the the, the building of the new hospital, the the trap that he sets in the box car, which Tyler has a lot of problems with. But hey, it's it's all based on facts. Well, I can't I,
2: I can't nitpick it because we'll talk about it later. But it's actually the reality is it was even worse when it happened back in. 1890.
1: It's all based on fact, but there is so much of this movie, too, you know, spoiler alert, That is, it's false. I mean, they hammed it up for Hollywood. So they well, talk
0: about the the final number of dead at somewhere between 130 and 135, but when it all was said and done, they could only truly identify uh, 30 to 35 people that had been killed by these lions, they, which is still a, an alarming amount, but... Oh, yeah.
1: I watched a documentary the other night. It was... They did the bone analysis of... The, both of the male lions, they said one of the male lions uh, accounted for 11 deaths, they could tell, and the other one was like 24 and a half. But they, there was conflict with that because they said a lot of the, the coolies or the tribespeople that were working on that railroad, because of their religion at the time, they were vegetarian. So they might not have showed up in the lions in their bones or in their DNA or whatever they're extracting to get from this. So there mm. there's no
0: way to to get an accurate number. Well, and they also talk about too, that these lions weren't killing necessarily to eat; they were killing for sport. Mm-hmm. And and I know, I think I watched the same exact documentary behind the scenes thing as you did. They were talking about there was a the slaves were being taken right mm-hmm. along that in in along the way because they were being taken by foot. Uh, if they got sick or died, they just, they, was they it, just uh, left them and, and was the malaria lions. Malaria at the time? Yeah, that, malaria, and, malaria and whatever else. And they I weren't
2: thought. they were buried them, but no, shallow, were super just, shallow, and they were easy to dig or up. Or it.
1: they didn't they didn't even bury them if they they yeah. on the journey to, from brush. A to B. Yeah, they hell they just throw them off to the side, and that you know that's how they say the lions got a taste
2: for that blood. And well, you know, and another thing that I was reading was at the time there was a disease going around that had like a soft that made them yes. have a soft jaw and human flesh is a lot softer for them to it was like to chew infec- and tear like an infection on infection in their um, mouth or yeah. yeah
0: for teeth or yeah impressions on the first time watching this we're we're going to go with Tyler first because he actually had not seen this
2: before before we we started doing this for the pod it's true uh yeah the other day was the first time I had saw it and uh you know probably the first impression I had is it kind of reminded me this film was uh done in 96 and it just kind of reminded me of the uh the old Fox Saturday movies for for kids that didn't have cable growing up Amen to that one. The, the all, non, all, of, all of us. The all non-cable us cable
1: kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the non-cable kids. Together. Three, six, seven, 15 of 42 on a good day if the, when the weather's not bad.
2: <laughs> but just everything from, you know, the acting, the lighting, everything about it just reminded me of an old movie like that. And, um, you know, I definitely, it, it, it grabbed my attention. And it's definitely one that I've already watched a second time since then. And it's, uh, if I ever catch it on the cable halfway through, I'll stop and finish watching it. Uh, you know, there's definitely some things that I would have changed about it, but, um, I think, you know, possibly if it was redone, it's, I think it's maybe a movie that if it was redone today, uh, with some CGI help, but you got to remember back in 96, it was all practical. It was all practical because these were real lions. Uh, they were named Zeus and, oh gosh, something, maybe Rocky or Rocky or, and Zeus or something all except for one from, shot Yeah, from Ontario, Canada. So there were real lions used for it. So, um, you know, because back in ninety six, gosh, if you were gonna pay for CGI, you were gonna pay out the ass for it. You were, you were and paying, you, were, you weren't you weren't gonna have enough to hire Val Kilmer or Michael Douglas and you, at you that were
0: point. paying that Jurassic Park that ILM money and yeah. and this movie it had a fifty five million dollar budget, that you would have doubled that on the special effects alone. So I think I think going for sure. with the practical lions effects was good. Um, Tyler and I kinda of talked about this a little bit. If they were to CGI it which today you would and today it would look great. I mean, if we've seen the, if you've seen the new Lion King those all line, right, Levi's shaking so his head. So, hear me. On. This is
2: why I think CGI could help because, again, for what the time was and what it is, I think it's fantastic. Yes. But, so so this is where I think it could be a little better because a lot of the scenes, it's uh, you can tell it's it's a trained, tame lion. And he'll run and just kind of like shove the guy down and then all of a sudden it's like a new clip of, I'm assuming... Um, I, I don't know. Eating a, a dummy. A lion dummy, eating yeah. like some zebra on National Geographic that no. they're just zoomed in on for well, that no. flesh. It's, I think
0: it's the same lion, but I think what think what it is they take a dummy, a stunt dummy, and they pack it full of, full of beef yeah. or, so, or whatever.
2: But I think, I got to say, you know, I'm 30 years old when I saw this for the first time. <laughs> if I saw this as a kid, you know, back at, at you know the house I grew up in, mile-long driveway off in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by cornfields, uh, if I watch this in the dark, uh, you know, because the movie is The Ghost in the Darkness. Yeah, I probably would have shit my pants a little bit. Yeah, it was, like
1: you said, 96 when this came out. I was 11. Yeah. I can remember it clear as day. This movie terrified me. I was in North, For- North Fork, Nebraska. And, uh, we were over at my aunt and uncle's house. And they lived about 100 yards away from my grandma and grandpa where we were staying at the time. And this movie got done at about midnight. And we're in North Fork, Nebraska, there's no possible way that anything, you should be scared of anything, but I think I sprinted from my aunt and uncle's house to my grandparents' in about 3.7 seconds. I don't think my feet touched the ground. I was so terrified. <laughs> I mean, it was pitch black, and we just got done watching this, and I was like, I'm gonna get mauled to death.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I gotta run. My first experience with this was, Levi brought it home, our mom used to clean for a guy, Ray Cleveland, and he, he had about... 10, 10 movies on vhs yeah. ironically one of them was the rock which we talked about last week yeah uh so levi brought home the ghost in the darkness and i remember the first time he watched it we had a uh he levi had a friend over and i didn't want to watch it so i was playing playstation next to it with uh i had a blanket that went over the tv and then over the chair behind me i would have been six seven eight <laughs> yeah so pretty young but yeah the first time you see it the The one thing that I'm going to say about these lions these lions are like Brian Erlacher. they're yeah. just coming out of nowhere just blindsiding the shit out of these people the, I mean the, it, the thing that bugs me about a little bit of bugs me about the movie is
1: like the lions look good and they're and they're huge, and they have huge manes in the movie, but they look
0: nothing like the lions in real life. Of Savo. So yeah, the lions
2: well, yeah the lions in real life were maneless, maneless, yes. and
0: they and they were over when they were they killed. they were over, nine, over nine, nine feet, feet nine long, but, but long. they yeah.
2: were males that were maneless. Yes. Right. To clarify, they
0: that. said it had something to do with, with with Savo. I read a couple of different things. One of yes. them talked about how the testosterone levels were higher, and that could have been a cause. But the other one was the brush was so the thick terrain where they hunted. Yeah, it like, was so thick that it, it they evolved over time in that. That main would have just gotten in the way and they would have lost another
2: little interesting tidbit. So, they're up in a museum currently in Chicago, Fields Museum, yeah. But they're actually not as big as what they originally were because Colonel John Henry Patterson had them, um, he had them turned into rugs on his floor.
1: They they weren't, they weren't, uh, turned out properly, yeah. They shrunk a lot, yeah. They
2: shrunk and they were, you know, the edges got kind of frayed. So, to get them stitched back up into an actual stuffing, they're quite a bit smaller. And a little tidbit here for anybody. Sold for five thousand dollars back way back when it'd be about seventy-five thousand now.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Big payday. I think it they- seen it, this is where we talk about our favorite scene throughout the movie. I'll start off. My my favorite scene uh is at the very end. So again, spoiler alert, Michael Douglas has just ate it. He was drugged out of his tent and, and viciously eaten by the remaining lion after they killed I wanted one, to see it I wanted to see it, uh, the I wanted to see the, the you know, battle so I, what kind of fight he put up I, Yeah, agreed. I think it would have been cool if he had gone out when they all went to bed if they had show him going out and and that's all we saw rather than him getting drug out of the tent. I thought that you know because he's a little bit crazy he comes yeah. he comes in
2: Well, yeah, gosh, I already have a gosh. Go take gosh go for I'm it. Throw it out there okay, so here so i you know I know they've been drinking, but you have to drink copious amounts of whatever... It, it, champagne
0: it, is what it Whatever it like. is, champagne. Celebrating that, that victory over the one That lion. you're
2: going to go to sleep in your tent three feet away from his <laughs> yeah, tent. Nobody's going to hear and it. And when they show it, there's some real struggle. There's furniture thrown around in that tent. Blood, yeah. And blood yeah. all over I'm like, how the hell do you not wake up for that? That
1: was a damn good champagne. That's <laughs> <laughs> strong stuff back then.
0: So anyway, the, the, the scene is uh, Val Kilmer, John Patterson, is he's done. He uh Michael Douglas has just died. This is this is one that i think I've shared with both of you. Him and Samuel, after they're burning uh Remington's corpse, they just decide the left of it. they just decide to yeah. hell with it. We're just gonna set Africa on fire. <laughs> yeah. To hell with it. So they just to set the entire planes on fire. It was what, a smart I think, move, though. I, I
2: think they were trying to like, you know, kind, move, of, I, kind of the lion can't create their own ambush and try to, yeah. you know, Agreed. coax them back into camp Honestly I had had to, I just
0: think at that point Valkyrie was like, fuck it. Yeah, at, at that point. Uh, and so next, we have uh, Val Kilmer, John Patterson. He's he's walking down the unfinished bridge. And Samuel is like, where are you going? He's like, John! I'm going to, John! Sort, going to sort it out. So he's he has his own gun in Remington's gun. And he is, I think it's his gun. He yes. is firing off all the rounds on it. You can hear the lion roaring in the distance. So he fires this thing until it's empty, drops it, picks up his next gun, which is, I, I believe, it's Remington's like, gun. Cox it. it. Yeah. And this lion, right? Because, again, the bridge is not finished. At the end, this lion pops up. And if you have not seen this movie, I think you you, you had to check your pants yeah. in that moment. They jump scared. Because this lion just comes up. And at that point in time, Val Kilmer is like Usain Bolt. I, am, I The whole rest of this movie, these lions are tracking people down, ambushing people, laying people out. But at this moment... Valcomer outruns this lion to a tree, and he scales—he
2: scales a fifteen-foot tree, well, twenty-foot tree, he easy. He pretty much just went through an NFL combine. We <laughs> <Yeah>. were running <laughs> all out. We were leaping off things to see how far we could jump. We tested our climbing skills up a tree. The we thing, then jumped back out of the tree. The only
1: thing we're missing was the two twenty-five bench.
0: <laughs> that was so, it. Yeah. At this point. He, he gets up in this tree, and ironically, Samuel has has the wherewithal to get in the tree next to him. <laughs> yeah. He gets up in the tree next to him, and he's going to throw John the gun, because as we may or may not remember... John! John does not have... He fired off all the rounds in his gun, and in the moment of, oh shit, this lion just jumped up, he dropped Remington's gun. He has no gun. Zero guns. Well, he fi- fired the handgun, too. He was oh, so he's 0 for 3. and uh, So Samuel's going to throw this gun from tree to tree. Because the lion, is John's about 20 feet up. The lion is, at at this point, about 10 feet up. And he's coming in hot. And uh, so he tosses in the gun. It it whiffs. It hits a branch and falls, which is very, you know what, in a movie you would have thought it would have been catch and shoot. But they really, I like that part. So Val jumps down to the ground. He he gets the gun. That lion's coming at him. He hits it once, and it's still coming. He hits it again. I think it's the second shot, or does it go three? I think it's no, two. No, it's only two. And, uh, and I think he, he, uh, he looks down, and the lion has its teeth on his boot. The top yeah. teeth are on the top of the boot. The bottom teeth are on the bottom. And, and in that moment, the one thing that I like about this... All those were steel toes. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I like about this is that John no longer cares about the bridge. They're, the bridge is out. It's him and the lion, and that's it. That's all that matters. He has to conquer this thing in order to move on. So, Tyler, tell us about your scene. Well, it killed his
2: boy, Charles. Old and, well, it did. killed
0: everybody everybody except for Samuel. it takes Angus out pretty early on, it's too. True. We
2: went yeah. from about two hundred people at camp to just two. Uh yeah, so my favorite scene is probably uh you know, in the beginning, uh Val Kilmer's John Patterson, you know, he he kills the, the female lion, You know, One shot, everybody thinks one he's shot. One care shot. of the problem.
0: Patterson has made the knife sick <laughs> again yeah. safer again.
2: And And since then, there's a couple more lion attacks, but they're at night, so no one's actually seen the lion. Uh, so you know workers are starting to leave, they're taking the train, they're getting out of there. so uh, you know Patterson's feeling uh pretty down, not giving me his deadline. and the only thing at this point keeping him going is the the letters from his wife so he's boy, yeah. so he's just outside you know just you can still see the camp but he's just on the outside there's a tree, he's sitting under the, the tree on a sunny afternoon, reading this letter from his wife. Talking about, you know, uh, the sun that they have and wants to come see Africa. And next thing you know, shit's just going wild behind them in camp.
0: Well, and they do this a really good job. This is the first job. time
2: that, yeah, the lions are now middle of the day attacking in broad
0: daylight. Throughout the movie, they do a really good job. The grasses that they picked. So they filmed it in Africa. They didn't film it in Kenya because they were tax- something with taxes. So they went... Uh, they did it on a reserve uh, preserve. Um, but anyway, the grasses obviously it's Africa, are like the same shit as lions. So they do a really good job throughout of you just seeing the tail bob, the yeah. very top of the tail bob, yep. or you'll oh, see a nat- bit...
1: Naturally camouflaged. Or you'll I mean, see a yeah. little bit
0: of the mane, and that's like what Tyler's talking about. You get that here, and it's yeah. like, oh boy.
2: Yeah, yeah. so he gets up, drops the letter, just deadbolts into, back into the camp where you finally see the lions, and they're just attacking everybody. People are running around like ants, and in camp is... Angus, who was kind of the, uh, also the British doctor kind Architect, of mediator yeah. that was also sent there at the same time with from Robert Beaumont, who sent Val Kilmer's character, John uh, Patterson there, and earlier you realize that uh, Angus is never hunted, he's never really shot a gun. He's Catholic, kind of like, he talks about his Catholicism yeah. a lot. Yeah, he, he's never nutted up once in his life. <laughs>
1: so I like the
0: blood.
2: We, yeah. We, yeah. We, nobody died. We yeah. worked together. It was a good day. So you, you see Angus, he runs, he gets a rifle, and he is running towards the edge of the camp where the train station is, kind of a little docking station. And because that's where these two lions have drugged a couple people off of the edge of camp. And while he's running, Val Kilmer's character and Samuel, they grab their guns and they're running too, you know, maybe a hundred yards behind him. They catch up to Angus, they're walking on the train station platform, and they see one of the lions eating one of the workers. And it's again. This is kind of the first time you actually see the lion in its entirety. It's broad daylight. They're attacking, and as Val Kilmer pulls up his rifle, they find out for the first time there's a second lion. Mm-hmm. It jumps on from behind him, and it kills Angus. Yeah, jumps off like a little position. overpass roof onto Angus and and, and uh, uh, Patterson. It jumps off. Yeah, it jumps yeah. over. About- it, it tears Patterson's shoulder, but then it, it just kills That's Angus because it goes right, right. on his yeah, throat. Yeah. And so the, both the lions get away, but that was my, probably my favorite scene, because it's it the first time like all hell is broken loose, everybody's running around, you finally see the lions, you realize, holy shit, there's two of them, they're both full-grown males, and it's they're attacking in the middle of the day together, which lions don't do that.
0: Well, and I think the cool part of that is, well, not the cool, but the, the, the Hollywood part of that is, okay, so the lion has just killed Angus, and the other one is just eaten that body at the edge of camp, and I was talking about... And they just, they just, re- the one jumps off the rope and joins the other, and they just kind of stare Val down for about 30-ish seconds, and it's just like a, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Levi? Well, that's the thing, I want to go a little bit more on that,
1: it was like, when the lion's eating that guy, the sound, Yeah. the they, sounds that that makes, did you, did you know this movie was nominated for four Oscars, and it actually won one? It got sound editing. Yes, yeah, no, yeah. no, it was Best Effects and Sound oh, okay. Effects Editing. Okay. That that sticks with me with that scene when the lion's sitting there and when the other ones walking up to him just crunching on that body like yeah. you can hear like the bones and the, and the, the you ugh. can hear it
0: rip yeah oh yeah oh yeah so what do you got for favorite scene leave I think it's Levi
1: like, maybe has a couple but I I have a couple was like this was my one of my picks for my movies I love this movie personally but so I'm gonna get right into this uh my first one is right when uh, Remington shows up well Abdullah. He's uh, yelling at John Patterson after he was sad all night and didn't see a lion and there was another death. And Abdullah's standing there and he says, "We, uh, we says the devil has come to Savo. And then that's when we first get introduced to Remington. <laughs> yeah. And Remington puts that big old double barrel black yeah. powder yeah. handgun to Abdullah's head and he goes, and Michael Douglas' character goes, you're right, we do have a... It's like the devil has come to Savo. I, I am, am the, the devil. devil.
0: yeah. And Ab- Abdullah is the, um, he's like, he's not the foreman, but, uh, so. Well, I was, you know, he, he's, he's, the, he's like the foreman a, uh, of the Indians. Of the Indian the coolies, workers. Yes. Right, right. Because, so, they couldn't get, and I, you guys probably all read this too, they couldn't get a lot of the locals to work, so they actually had to bring a lot of people in from India. Yeah, the, the locals wouldn't do it. They said, they, they thought it was beneath them. They wouldn't do the work. Well, and they also didn't like the fact that they were. Well, they're no, taking the, on they're, their land, yeah. Well, yeah, and then they're, they're building this. This uh railroad, the, the a- Iron Snake, across their continent. Yep. Uh, another one I had it, when uh,
1: Patterson shows up with the Maasai, and then they, they're the the night before they're all getting ready the pre uh, pre hunt uh ritual or dance or whatever you want to call it, and then the next day they uh, they corner one of the lions into the thicket. And then that is just great. And he gives the, the little whistle or whatever that he does. Yeah. And then he screams in the Maasai and they rip all the grass out. And then there the bells and like all their headdresses and the pageantry. And they go in. And, or, and Patterson, Patterson, he changes weapons with the doctor. The uh, the gun misfires. He comes back and you know, ask him what's happened. We'll get into the quote later because it's a really great great quote. I don't want to spoil it quite yet. Uh, then after that, they don't kill the lion. The lion gets away. The Maasai tell Remington they're leaving. Uh, then Patterson asked him. He said, uh, said, so why are they leaving?" They said, "They said there is no use in being here." he said, "Said they are not lions. They're the ghosts in the darkness. Demons. Demons. Yeah, they're demons. They're not lions." Uh, then the the last one I had it was quite quite early in the movie was when Mahina is just this huge powerful. Big old African dude, like the foreman that's helping Patterson. And he's very well regarded in the camp. You know, he's like the top dog. He's sleeping in this tent with like 12 other guys. <laughs> yeah. And it's just luck of the draw. And you see Mahina getting drug out. And it's like the first bite, you know, his eyes shoot open and they're huge. And they drag, he gets drug about 10 foot or whatever. And then the lion lets him go. And you can see Mahina's looking around. He knows what's happening. Then the lion hits him again. Drags him about another 10 20 yards or whatever stops him in the grass and then you see that slow mo that shadow of that big lion's head with those glowing eyes and Mahina you know he's breathing hard he knows what's coming he doesn't doesn't really try to fight back or he knows what's coming and then then the huge you know the sound effects I can't do it but it's, you know. it's
0: that jaws equivalent you know yes. in the moment when uh the little kid on the raft that's what I related to the little kid on the raft in jaws if if you're listening and you haven't seen Ghost in the Darkness, there's the moment on Jaws. God, I hope you've seen Jaws, where the little boy's on the raft and you start hearing the Jaws. The it is the equivalent to that. So he's on his back like Levi said he's gotten drug out, and he he he's he's looking all around in the grass. And I don't we don't know if there's one at that point or if they're both there. It would be a lot scarier if, if your mind kind of wonders. Maybe they are both
2: there. and I they're don't both, think it can get any scarier. You, you know, have a foot in a lion's mouth. I, and feel,
0: I feel like they missed a golden opportunity
1: for another jump scare, though. Yeah, because if he was looking out one direction, you should have had, you know.
0: And then he gets yeah, he gets drugged into the thicket, and you yeah. see the, the the cloth tear, and, mm-hmm. and then you get caught in the thicket. So uh, that that is a moment that is definitely definitely scary. It's a, it's a great moment, but they talk about it right after that when they find his body, if. Angus says something. If they could do this to Mahina, yeah, yeah. a man of his size, what could they do to me? Yeah. Winners and loser. All right. Now we got who won, who lost. So, spoiler
1: alert. I'm just gonna go say it right. The Lions lost. End of the movie. They're both dead. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Uh, winners. My winner, I picked is Patterson. Patterson wins. He kills the Lions, builds the bridge,
2: and holds his son high. You know, like I was say, you better, you better say he sold he's holding high. Which is
0: it's it's funny and it's ironic because this is ninety six, Lion King is ninety four, and you get the the Simba being held up high and it's it's I don't know if that was intended or not, but that comes from Remington saying, When your son comes you hold him high, John. You hold him, you hold him, high. him high. This is a really uh, dark take on the Lion King. Uh. <laughs> so uh next I will I'll jump in here next. For winners, I wanna say Val Kilmer, I really do. Uh
2: but, but why but why Chase? Why can't he be the winner?
0: Because he just he he isn't awesome. And it hurts me to say this because I like Val, I like this movie. But there's moments in there that are just are, are just not not good
2: on Val's part. Could, it, could You could know
0: it? he was nominated for a Razzie. Raz- raz- no, 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 no. For this. no, no, no. no. He, won yeah. raz- he won
2: the Razzie. I did not know that. I I
1: was, say,
2: could yes. it be that Razzie sitting on his shelf at home? A
0: Razzie, if you don't know, listeners, is Wait, the award for the worst actor, worst performance. It's the
2: opposite of an Oscar.
0: So, and I I think the one the biggest thing that I have on Val at this point is he's supposed to be English, British. He's supposed to be Irish. No, he's no, he's English. It's Britain, London, right? No, he's an Irish bridge builder. He's supposed to oh, be he's Irish. Irish. Okay, and um, he couldn't do the accent. He has the accent. It's muddled. It's not. It is. I would not call it no, Irish. No, it's not good. It's nothing. It and he not kind good. of forgets to do it sometimes. And I guess at what point, And they've talked about this in other movies. A lot of times with the Boston accent, they talk about it. Like at what point are you just like we're we're re- we're we're cutting those scenes and we're just redoing it? Forget about the accent. Just do it regular. Uh and I think the biggest thing right now is Val Kilmer, 1986, Val Kilmer's on top of the world. He just played Batman. I mean, this is supposed to be... Batman was so it, Agreed, awful. agreed, but that's still a huge deal. Yeah. That's a huge deal. And if I'm not, he's the first one to play Batman after Michael Keaton. They So think... we, we didn't know that Batman was going in the tanks. That's supposed to be the scuttle well. on the set was like, Val Kilmer was incredibly intimidated by Michael Douglas. And the other part of that too is... He took this because he loved Africa. He visited it quite a few yeah. times. He I think he read The Managers of Sabo, which was at least somewhat familiar with it. Um, so he did this movie, and then he turned around and did The Island of Dr. Moreau, which is another Levi favorite. Check that one out with Marlon Brando. Which was these both of these movies were both critical and financial failures. Bombs. And so this this movie, it hurts me to say this. It hurts me. Cause I again I like Val it hurts me but this pretty much ruined his career as a Hollywood big budget uh, leading actor
1: you always got okay, well, whatever, no he has
0: real geni-
2: you always have real genius which was on, way before out, Willow he ruined his career as I, a leading but, actor in a big but, budget film but for Val Kilmer I don't know when he was on top of the mountain
0: that was it that I don't, know, I don't
2: know when he actually reached that the peak. That
0: had to have been it. You, you did, you did the Real peak Genius,
2: had to, the Top Gun. Peak, the peak
0: had to be Batman. Real Genius, Top Gun, I agree, Gun, it probably Batman, had to be Batman,
2: but Batman, wasn't. it wasn't good.
0: But we didn't know it was that bad in the time until you got further away from That's it. That's true. It's like, if you're
1: playing Batman, you're like, you're the big swinging dick at all. Let's put it this would.
2: way. I think if Al Kilmer could go back to like 1980, we'll just say 80, and redo his movie choices, I think he would. I think The 90s hurt him. I think he tried to do his career differently.
1: The, Top Gun. He was in Top Gun. They say he's a pain in the ass.
2: Which
0: who knows? You know. And for my for my losers, I have Africa.
2: Wait, that wasn't your loser.
0: No, nope, that <laughs> was my winner. That was my winner.
2: Oh God, that was your winner. My loser is oh. Africa.
0: Who the hell lost more than that? The reason that I the reason that I'm putting Africa. We just shit on him for five again, minutes, and that's your. Winner? I don't know if I have a winner. I just wanted Val to win. I wanted him to win so bad. My loser is Africa, and the reason that it's Africa. Is because I don't, it's obviously probably not logical and we're a hundred and some odd years away from this occurrence, but it had to have been like everybody who lives here or other parts of the world like, I want to go to Africa and go on a safari. They saw this and they were like, to fuck with that. That ain't happening. I ain't doing. I ain't doing that. That's like, if you ever want to go to a safari, just watch your movies, people. Nothing ever
2: good happens on a safari. I'm just ever. I'm, I'm just gonna go to the Omaha, Nebraska Zoo. Shout out to Omaha Zoo.
0: And 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 the other loser, I had I had, a, I had a, a B, a, a one B Michael Douglas. And the reason it's behind the scenes of, of why Michael Douglas lost here, he was a producer on this film. He wasn't supposed to actually be in this film as the Remington part. He. Pretty much canceled me out and said I'm gonna be in this film. No, they couldn't afford. The,
1: who are the guys? Well, there was a ton play. of guys. There was big names. They wanted so they Tom Yeah, they
0: couldn't afford the they guys that so they wanted. Ironically, '96,
2: yeah. just like The Rock last week, '96, their choices were Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yes. and, and and other among <laughs> others, but could've anyway, could have been a big year for he, those two.
2: <laughs> Michael well, Douglas, well, Nicolas Cage also had Face <laughs> Off that year, so he did have a big year.
0: Michael Douglas hops hops in here and takes his role. And apparently, he just bullies Stephen Hopkins and, and and really takes over the movie. They cut something like what, Tyler, like forty five minutes out of yeah, this it was like final cut. Forty five
2: minutes of the final and cut, so, so he could be in the movie more.
0: And so that's and he was actually and he was his character was supposed to be a little bit more well rounded, but they cut so much out. And I remember at the end, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, Stephen Hopkins, the director, is talking about this, and he's like, "I've never watched it when it was done." He goes, "It was such a nightmare because of the edit." the the, fin- the finished product product that um he the the kills specifically, you know, we talk about how it gets up to 130, 135. In the movie they go from thirty kills and the next time you the kills are mentioned, we're at a hundred. And it just and it's just it's well, like that. It's just of the jumping. 45
2: minutes they got cut yeah, out, yeah,
0: and, and that, that part so that's my
1: one my B. Well in actuality they said they had at the beginning, the one camp it was eight thousand people. In the movie, mm-hmm. it doesn't do it do it justice, but in real life, well, because the they were all camp,
0: spread out along the tracks too. It was
1: it was like eight thousand people, and then once he started building the bridge, and he took it an advance camp, and he split it up. He had one camp that had three thousand people, and he had another camp that was five thousand people. And in, in real life, according to the book, the lions pretty much they alternated,
0: and a lot of those all those camps were. The open tents that we see in the movie yes. which makes it all that much more scary before they put up the bomas but yeah the bomas didn't do anything to stop them and no. well these lines are nine feet long so they're just hopping the bomas or, or bull rushing the bomas i mean the the boma is a is a, a, thorny, a thorny thorny thicket branch, yeah. that they put they put it together in africa and in real life they put it together around a camp to keep the specifically to keep the lions out uh
2: tyler winners and losers uh <clears throat> so my loser uh Uh, And this is a direct quote from the director, Stephen Hopkins. He uh, later said the shoot that, uh, we had snake bites, scorpion bites, tick bite fever. People were getting hit by lightning. There was floods, torrential rains, um, hippos chasing people through the water, cars getting swept into the water and several uh, members of the uh, crew ended up drowning and dying on set. So I'm going to go with, uh, the crew. They were probably the big losers in this. They pretty much just got beat up on and, uh. Maybe made the credits for two seconds.
1: Ultimate sacrifice for your art. You know? Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and the winners... So I want to preface, this is not a bad movie. It is a good no, movie. No, it's, it's if, enjoyable. If if, if if I'm laying around a Saturday afternoon and I see it, you know, scrolling through the guide, I'll sit there and watch it. It is a good movie. But with that being said, I, I don't think anybody won this movie. Do you think... I really don't. I don't think... It, it's not Val. I don't know who won this thing. Do
0: you think that the... I, I, I thought I, I, about I this... I
2: can't give it to Val. I th- uh, fair. And, and, and correction, he did not win the Razzie. You're right. He was nominated. Okay, but really, still, uh, you are nominated for Razzie. You, you That takes you out of qualification. You know,
0: it. I thought about this during during the...
2: And the Michael uh, Douglas, for God's sakes, he's only in it for 30 minutes. How does he win the movie? The,
0: the research here, I thought about this. Did the title of the movie hurt the movie?
2: Yes. I'm a prime example because when you told me we're going to watch The Ghosts in the Darkness, my immediate thought was, because I know Levi's a horror guy, I thought... Oh, great. So this could be some stupid-ass movie where like you're not supposed to shut the lights off because someone's going to fucking jump out of the closet and kill you. I had no idea it took place in Africa, and it was about lions.
0: And, and like I get it, that the lions were called, the locals called them, the one lion was called the ghost, and the other was the darkness. Um, I, and, and I mean, I don't know what you would have called it. I mean, we, we'll come up on some of the titles that we came up with here a little bit later, but I, I do think that possibly the title of the movie... Kept people from maybe going to see it. And in 1986, there's no Twitter, there's no Facebook. There's nobody going out there saying, dude, you got to check out this lion flick. True. Very true.
1: I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude.
0: Recasting it as if we're starting this film today, 2020. Uh, I'm going to lead it off. So for Patterson, I went with Charlie Hunnam. Uh, I think that he... Kind of has that, again, I thought maybe he's British, but Levi says he's Irish. Either way, I think Hunnam can do it. He's, he's kind of got the the Kilmery look, um, and we've seen him kick some ass in Sons of Anarchy. I think he's fully capable of it, and he really won't have to try too awful hard on that accent, I don't think. Um, so the way we did this last week, we're just going to go to Levi's Patterson. He's going to tell us his, uh, and we'll just kind of go around as per character here. So Levi, who you got for Patterson?
1: Patterson? Let's see, what do I got? You're gonna laugh at me, but uh Ryan Ryan Gosling. Okay, yeah. Uh, Not too bad. Star Power. Star Power? I I felt that I've i I've seen him in a lot of action flakes and I feel like he A can... lot of action flicks? You know what I'm saying.
2: I would hardly call Remember the Titans an action flake. You ever flake seen the range? notebook? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Action packed.
2: <laughs> Last time I saw him, he was benched. Getting burned out there like he stole something, mister. <laughs>
1: Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, I thought I thought Ryan Gosling would have been. Uh, I was look. I was trying to think of like his his age, same age. he would be the same age as Val Kilmer when he shot the movie? Uh, can grow a shitty beard, blonde. You know, you got the build. I, I feel like he. I felt like he would have been a good fit.
2: Okay, Tyler. Uh, you know this was probably the one that I actually I I didn't feel the most confident with. I had like a lot of people, but I didn't feel like any of them stood out. I went with Chris Hemsworth.
0: Whoa! Whoa. Yeah. yeah, you're spending money. Talk about spending money <laughs> over here. Power. Getting yeah. Thor over here for this flick. Well, I, I
2: I thought there was a lot of guys that probably could do it, but I went back and forth. I'm like, ah, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm gonna go with Chris Hemsworth.
0: Alrighty. uh Following up Remington, mine was Sean. I think it's actually. Oh, let
2: me finish. He would not have been nominated for a Razzie. <laughs> Chris
0: well, down. he would have just taken. A sh- there would have been a scene in the tent where he takes his shirt off, and all is forgiven. So Bare hands. Be- <laughs> uh, next, Remington. I went with Sean. It's spelled like Bean, but I think it's BN, uh, based on where he's from. Uh, if our listeners don't know who that is, he was in Lord of the Rings. He's Boromir. He is the one does simply not. He's the meme yeah. guy. One does simply not. He was also Ned Stark in Game of Thrones. Uh, he was in Troy. He was Odysseus. Um, I, think he I I felt like he could kind of come in and play that Michael Douglas role pretty decent. Uh, I like that one. That's a good cast. I liked. I like Sean. I think Bean or Howard. Bean, yeah. I, I like it. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. So uh, Levi, who you got for Remington? Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm going big Hollywood here. You get. I. I
1: think it's hilarious. But I think. He, I think you get. You're not doing hilarious. Mel Gibson again, are you? No. Even do you one better, Matthew McConaughey? Oh my god! <laughs> all right, all right, all
0: right. Let's kill these <laughs> lions, boys. Got any of that ammo? At the moon tower. Be a lot cooler if you did. (laughs) That's what I love about these lions. They stay the same age. (laughs) That's
1: what I like about these lions. They kill people every night.
2: Well, I actually went with Matthew's P.I.C. and I went with Woody Harrelson.
1: Yes! Woody! Yes! I I went
2: with Woody Harrelson, yeah.
1: They're going to be stoned as fuck on these (laughs) lions. I
2: thought about. I honestly thought about Matthew McConaughey. I'm like, like, I think I like Woody a little bit better.
0: Wow, especially because, not that Woody's not capable, Woody's definitely capable, but a lot of recent Woody that we see is comedy, uh, I think probably a lot, of, some Zombieland, he's, he's still comedy, but he's got the gun. Uh, White man can't jump. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's
0: been a minute. We're on uh, point, Levi. And, and for Samuel. <laughs>
2: Last week we nailed Mel Gibson.
0: Uh, for Samuel, we got, I, I picked Jimon Honsu, uh some of these some of us aren't going to know who that is. He was in Gladiator, uh, Blood Diamond, Never Back Down. Those are some of the movies that he was in. He's he's a native to Africa. Uh, the the original character who played Samuel was also native to Africa. I I think it's important that that character is African to kind of represent that. That's what that was my thought. Levy, who you got?
1: I went a little bit of a different route. I didn't I didn't pick an, a native son. I went like I said. I'm staying with my normal. I'm keeping to the norm here. I'm going A-list Hollywood. I thought, who I could see playing this role
0: very well, I went with Jamie Foxx. <laughs> He's got the tattoo on the oh back of the head. God. Oh no, kidding He does really embrace the the African this, heritage. This, this, so is, this is
2: Jeremy Renner all over again, Levi. <laughs> come on,
0: this is uh, this is Levi. You know, we talked so much smack on Michael Bay last week. We're just going to start calling Levi Levi Bay here. That's fine. You know what? For now, four hundred
2: million dollars. Mel Gibson is going to be the star in every movie from here on out. <laughs> yeah, if I can get through this one, I think I've had solid picks every week so far. <laughs> Who's Tyler got? Uh, so I had two. My first one was the same as you, Chase. It was uh, Jimon Hansu. I, I just think he would do, nail it. Uh, and then the next one I have, and I, I hope I pronounce this right, it's uh, uh is it Idris Elba. Idris Elba gonna yep. be you know possibly the next James Bond. Um, I, those are my two. guys. I don't think you could go wrong with either one of them.
0: Solid all around. Yeah, yeah. I feel yes, all around, except for Jamie Foxx.
1: Apparently,
2: yeah, Jamie Foxx.
0: <laughs> uh, this isn't any given Sunday. He's not steaming Willie Beeman. Screw you guys here we go with plot holes since this
1: was one of my picks i love this movie uh i'm just gonna start it out say it's, it's perfect based, there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with this movie it is perfect <laughs> michael douglas is god whatever he's, whatever it he, swept the oscars like <laughs> i mean it's the end of all all. was i mean it was based off a true story but on the flip side the hollywood did its thing and there was so much in this movie that was in, inaccurate, and wrong, and there's just, there's, honestly, there's just so, there's too much. Basically, everything, I mean, Remington itself, Michael Douglas' character, not real. Completely fictional. Not a real person. Didn't do jack, didn't do any of the things that, that he supposedly did in the movie.
0: Yeah, that, they, that's they, my yeah. biggest gripe. They wanted to bring in somebody in real, in the, in the real life, they wanted to bring in someone, I, I what was the last name it was like charles ryan
2: or something Ry- like that. rylan and
0: yeah. um they didn't actually end up doing it and so patterson had to had to sort it out himself <laughs>
2: yeah yeah now, I'm, I'm like you live most of my nitpicks were just i always feel like if you're gonna do something based on uh, like factual history let's try to let's try to get it as accurate as possible and some of these were just little things and i'm like i don't know why you couldn't have done it, like the t- the lions were maneless, so why did we have to put manes on these lions? Because they're more
0: frightening. I think they look more frightening. I, I know, but it's just oh, like yeah.
2: we could have done that. It's
0: all about that sex appeal.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, I, you know. One little plot hole. Uh, uh, and Remington says it. You know, you never go into battle with an unproven rifle. Very <laughs> true. Good <laughs> words to live by. Also,
1: that that applies to many things.
2: Yeah, and and just you know, like also in real life. Uh, he uh, you know, Val Kilmer's character. John Henry Patterson. He actually, what he was an engineer in real life, but he actually wasn't there to. De- he didn't design anything. Keeping him on schedule. Yeah. He was just there to oversee yeah. and make yeah. sure everybody was doing their job. Yeah. He didn't design shit in the movie. They made. You know, they show him sketching out the bridge and. In real intricate detail, and, and Michael Douglas gives it. him gives him the. Pro- it's
0: a beautiful design,
2: Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> the sunset <laughs> in the
0: background, beautiful design. Oh, always a beautiful bridge.
2: The only other nitpick I had. It's Hampshire's, like, hey, thanks a uh, lot, a hole.
0: We're not done here, and, and and you're already you're already throwing my bridge down that it's not going to be built. Uh, one that I had, and and I hope maybe I get I get a little bit of credit here. We'll see. So, <laughs> Beaumont shows up after Angus Angus Starling's death, and um. John Patterson says, What of the soldiers that I requested? And Beaumont goes, There's no soldiers. He's a colonel. He's a colonel, and thirty people are dead at that point. Yeah. 30 plus people. And and Beaumont's like, Yeah, you're not getting any soldiers. Like, would it have been that big of a deal to put 30 soldiers or you know, a dozen soldiers there? He should have just sorted it out. <laughs> he <laughs> does he does have to do it himself, yeah. Um the other one that I kind of talked about when we were talking about some of the 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 things that weren't necessarily true was Patterson at the end the the sorted out scene at the very end where he just outruns that line I already kind of brought it up he just Usain Bolt's it there all of a sudden these you know these lions are catching everybody killing everybody with with absolute ease but Not Val Kilmer, he's Batman. He makes it to the tree, he gets 25 feet up, and there's well, no yeah, remember. He's,
2: he's not fat Val Kilmer yet, he can no, still run. No, he's
0: not fat Val Kilmer. That's very good,
2: very good. Yeah, underrated, properly rated, or overrated. Um, I'll start us off here. I, you know, I actually, I know it sounds like we kind of shit on the movie a little bit. I'm actually gonna say I, I think it's a little underrated. Um, it did not do well rating wise. Matter of fact, it was.
1: It
2: was a six point eight out of ten. Uh, what rating did you read? I think that was
0: was IMDb. I think or that Rotten is. I, I think no, it's I think like, that Rot- is IMDb. It was
2: Rotten Tomatoes. I think it was like a fifty five percent. Well,
0: Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. Yeah. who I looked at some of the critical uh, reviews of this one. He gave him a half a star out of four.
2: Yeah, half a star. What does that guy? And mean? it was like fifty five percent of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> we had some. We had some Razzie nominations. It did not do well. It's not that bad of a movie. It's 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 a solid. Sit down on Saturday afternoon. It just, you know, watch the movie. So, I'm going to say, I think it's actually a little over, or underrated, sorry.
1: Completely agree. Like I said, this was one of my picks. I, I think it's greatly underrated. Very, very underrated film. I mean, this, this movie was awesome. If you've never seen it before, definitely, definitely give it a watch. I mean, it's from 96, so you got practical effects, you got a couple jump scares, you got Kilmer, you got Douglas, I mean you got Lions, I mean you
0: got well,
2: the works. I'd say if, if anybody out there listening likes Jaws, I'd give this one a whirl. It's Jaws on Land.
0: It's any one of those those yeah. uh man versus nature movies. It's your it's your Anaconda, it's your your Congo. I mean it's it's the the man versus nature. And uh, the last one I actually went with underrated as well. At the time, you got Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas who are both both at the top of their game. Uh it's based on a true story. I you know, it's the only thing that maybe hurt it was as a hundred years old at the time it was being made. And and like we talked about earlier, maybe the title the title maybe hurt people from going to because you didn't weren't sure what it was. And like we talked about, other than word of mouth, there was no way of letting someone know I saw this awesome lion
2: well, flick. Like, and I mean I'm, i I was a perfect example of that, as I said earlier. When uh, you told when Levi's like I want to do the Ghosts in the Darkness, I immediately was like, Oh God, gotta watch one of those stupid ass horror movies. <laughs> I never once thought it was about lions in Africa. I was I was more than pleasantly happy with what I watched.
1: Great flick, I, I love this movie. Definitely worth definitely worth an hour and fifty minutes of your life.
2: Man, you were bringing some heat out
0: there. Uh,
1: throwing heat. Who is who at the time of this movie and and where they're coming from? Who is on who's on top of their game and who you know. Like the title says, Who's throwing heat? Uh Mine I, I I just had both. I said Douglas and Kilmer. At the time, they were both huge at this you point. You can't, can't have both.
0: I have both. can't, have,
2: can't have both. There is one clear there is one clear guy who, that was throwing who is heat.
0: Coming in here. He's who's, who's got the pine tar come on the ball. Who's, who's blasting on, this thing? Come
2: on, Michael Douglas. Samuel. My, Michael, th- <laughs> Michael Douglas. You we didn't see him until 45 minutes in. And he wasn't even in the last 15. And, he,
1: and he comes in. He blows the doors out.
2: He's like, hey,
1: slap S- that S- thing S- on the yeah.
2: desk. He's throwing heat. He, so, he's like. Yeah, well, throwing
0: he, heat. Exactly. Yeah, Michael he, exactly. Michael Douglas. Exactly.
2: Yeah, he. Michael Douglas is software. You only to put me in some bitch for thirty minutes, and I'm gonna win that Oscar in thirty minutes. Because
0: that Razzie that Val got was for supporting somehow. Yeah, yeah. he was Val, for supporting somehow. He somehow. There's only one. Mike, Michael Douglas comes in for thirty minutes, and he's the top bill.
2: There's only one clear winner here.
1: It's Michael Douglas. It's Michael Douglas. All right, screw you guys. I'm gonna go with Samuel. Samuel threw heat the whole time. He kept he kept the entire he kept the show together. He was the glue. He kept it right. He was the glue holding this entire shit show together. Hope you're happy. There was my throwing heat. I'm done.
2: <laughs> wow. wow. Wow.
0: So, I I think Tyler and I both picked Michael Douglas. I just said Douglas coming in there. You know, as we talked about earlier in the pod, Douglas is a producer. He wasn't even supposed to be in the film. He just kind of put himself in there and he kind of forced the edit of the film. I think he was like, "My name is on this. My money's in this. I got to win this thing. Put me in coach. I'm, I'm I got it. I got this." I mean, from that, you, your favorite quote from the very first part, the devil is in Savo, and I am the devil. Tyler? Yeah,
2: well, yeah like I said, Samuel took over the whole movie.
0: That's what I said from
1: the <laughs> no, beginning. No,
2: it, it was Michael Douglas. Like I said earlier, he, the man doesn't come in until the 45-minute mark. He's not in the last 15 minutes. I, if I were to compare this to an all-star basketball game, this is that some bitch that put up 20 shots in the first four minutes this going is, for MVP. This
0: is Kobe, rest in peace, in this final game. I mean, he's hooking that thing up fifty times.
2: Fifty shots, sixty points. Yeah, yeah he was he was, he was going for
0: His it. His wallet's on the line. Not since Basic Instinct have we seen somebody go for it like this. It's
1: like I said from the beginning. I told you guys Samuel held this entire thing together.
2: Duly noted. Duly noted. Yeah, it's from the movie. Alright, now we got the uh, quote in quotables. Uh you know, my favorite quote, it's it's a lengthy one and it's uh said from Samuel as and it's more of him narrating uh, not just a direct quote in the movie but he goes on to say that the men called them the ghosts in the darkness there were two of them and that had never happened before because man eaters are always alone they own the night but they also attacked in daylight alone or together without fear or reason some thought they were not lions at all but the spirits of dead medicine men come back to spread madness or they were the evil uh the devil sent to stop the white man from owning the world. I believed that they were evil. What better ground for evil to walk on than sabo because this is what the word sabo means a place of slaughter
0: and and you get some we get a decent amount of Samuel narrating off screen throughout. I wish that's something that they would have I wish he had a bigger part
1: in the movie but, like I like I,
0: I like the off screen narration he does a really good job, but this is what we talk about with the editing you know problem.
2: Fuck it, Samuel should have won the movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is what we talk about with the editing problems, though, is you start out, it starts out heavy. We get a decent dose of him narrating off screen, and, yeah. him, and at the end of the movie, we get him back again. Uh, he, he wraps the movie up real nice with uh, for us there at the end.
2: The men call them the ghost and the darkness. There were two of them, and that had never happened before, because men eaters are always alone. They owned the night, but they also attacked in daylight alone or together, without fear or reason. Some thought they were not lions at all, but the spirits of dead medicine men come back to spread madness. For others, they were the devil, sent to stop the white men from owning the world. I believed this, that they were evil. And what better ground for evil to walk than Savo? Because this is what the word Tsavo means, a place of slaughter. Yvonne,
1: you're up next. i got a couple of them, uh, First one is uh, Remington. He's talking to Patterson after his gun misfires, and he said, "You know, there's a saying in prize fighting. Everybody's got a plan till they till they get hit. Well, my friend, you just been hit." And he kind of like puts his arm on his shoulder and he says, "The getting up, that's up to you."
0: That's a Mike Tyson quote. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got a
2: plan until they get hit in the face. Also Well, it's a full circle because he gets hit in the face later he, on in the movie. He does, and, yeah. they, and they both got knocked down. So it's what like, are except, they do? Except
1: Patterson doesn't get the quote, he just is like a smart ass mark. He's like, You've been hit. But getting up is up to you. Uh
0: so and and part of that too though, you get um you get Michael Douglas at a moment where He's just being this wise sage that he does another book. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and Val Kilmer says, Have you ever failed? Only in life. Only, only life in life. life. And you're like, okay, is Kilmer his it's, father? What is going on here?
1: He's such a it's such a <laughs> shit character. Rivington pisses me off. He's like, Oh, he's like this bloodthirsty hunter who travels around the world. And all of a sudden he's a fucking philosophizer also? What the hell? <laughs> Pretty much. Every the spouting some Buddha
2: shit. What, oh, else he, what, is, what does he say? What does his mom teach him? Uh, integrity or respect or Ta- something. Taught me to be respectable man. And Samuel's like <laughs> laughing. He goes, what? He goes, I don't believe you had a I mother. I don't
1: believe you had a mother. <laughs> yes. I was like, I was like this character, I, like, I was like, pick a
2: direction.
1: What else do you have like, oh, Come
0: on. What's, what's next here?
1: Uh, another one I had was when Remington and Patterson, they're tracking the lions, trying to find their den, trying to kind of take the fight to them, I guess you could say.
0: They find their den. Well, and this is after... There's been another couple of killings, and and all the workers are leaving at this point. I think and, it, it was right after they killed the first lion. Then they they decide to go after him, wasn't uh, it? No, they haven't killed the they haven't killed the first one yet. The the first one comes after this. I'll say I can't. I'm look. All the all the workers are leaving, so there's no work to be done in the bridge. Gotcha. So
1: anyways, they're in this den, and uh, Remington's talking, and I mean there's piles of bones everywhere you know there's jewelry and bracelets and they're standing shin deep and skeletons Skulls and backbones and remington's dying he said said lions don't have a den like this he's like never seen a den like this he's like you know it's like they're not hunting for because they need to or for food he's like they're doing it for the pleasure oh my god
2: Holy... lions don't do this lions never had a layer like doing it for
0: the pleasure finally me here on the quotes uh, I got a couple here there's an exchange between Mahina and Angus Starling it comes after John Patterson has killed not one of the two lines that we're after but that first that like that very first night when he kills that lion in the tree it
1: sorts uh, it out
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they're Angus Mahina and John are all on the bridge and John is business as normal He's trying to tell Angus how far he needs to get in four weeks. Four thrilling weeks. And Mahina jumps in there and says, you know, I have also killed the lion. And Angus says, how many shots did it take you, Mahina? I used my hands. And he holds up these big old Under the Giant mitts. And in that moment, you just realize, you just realize, A, how large of a man Mahina is, but also like... He just kind of put John in his place. Well, Angus as well was like as soon as like yeah, he like, says that holds up things. It's like I used my hand. And Angus oh. like,
2: oh. Go have, go have, go have a seat, Angus.
0: Uh the next the next one is kind of goes hand in hand is is when John kills that first lion uh, that Angus is sitting in the tree with the one shot. <laughs> one shot. One shot and then it immediately cuts to they're they're bringing the lion in on the pole and you get uh, you get hey. you get yeah, and you get Samuel. One shot. Patterson has made the night safer again uh, that that moment there's and just the, that triumph the music, yeah you get yeah. the music in the background too uh and then the last one is it goes hand in hand with my favorite scene uh I'm going to sort it out I'm going to sort it out uh, it's just that that moment of again where pat the bridge is out Patterson could I think at this moment could care less if the bridge falls or, or burns uh, I mean he's already set half of Africa on fire there, there's a chance this this bridge is burning anyhow. But just, uh, I'm going to sort it out. John!
2: Where do you think you're going? I'm going to sort it out. I'm going to sort it out.
0: what name is that retitle me which is where each of us come up with a different title for the movie so i came up with a few i know the first one i'm going to take a little bit of crap for from from levy over here uh i went with bloody roar 90s 90s playstation game title so good where that, you turn that's into like so a good weird bad <laughs> that, that, we, had, we didn't even have the game we had the demo where you turn into like a robotic <laughs> yeah. lion to fight another jungle cat robot person yeah, it was awesome uh, the, the title is not the next no. one I came up with was Man Eaters, uh, and part of that was it just came from the book that that John Patterson wrote, The Man Eaters of Savo. So that was the one that I that I kind of came to. The next one, the probably most legit one that I I would be most proud of was Blood on the Plains, uh, the African Plains. There's a there's a pretty amount, good amount of blood and grisly effects here throughout this movie. And then the last one I went with was Bridge of Death. Because they're building this this railway bridge and everyone is dying. So well, you're, you're you're an I, overachiever though. I think, overachiever. I, like, I
2: think I like Bridge of Death the best. Bridge of Death. Uh, because there's a part in the movie, there's a point in the movie. You know, Bell Kilmer's character, he's there to build this bridge, and uh, Michael Douglas is like, I'm not worried. The lions are after you.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does. He does say that. So I was like, I'm just here to kill the lions. This is your ass. Yeah. The lions. <laughs> so, uh, Tyler, what do you got for a title?
2: Um, well, you know, I was taught to work smarter, not harder, and you know, the movie gave it to me. Sabo, A Place of Slaughter.
1: I The exact same thing. I'm always the outcast. I, I had the exact same thing. Always on the outside. Once again, me and Tyler
2: on the same. Well, page? Well, it, it, it just means when me and Levi are, you know, making it big and we're gonna start, you know, recasting movies. Well, you know, we're gonna pick the cast for <laughs> no, the movies. Mel Gibson's gonna four hundred million, million dollars. You, you and Jeremy Renner are gonna sit in the corner and watch us. Because we're gonna start Mel Gibson.
0: I'll be right there with Jamie Foxx. I think I got it, but just in case, tell me the whole thing again. I wasn't listening.
1: So before we do the recap and we, we tell you how the movie ends, I'm, I'm going to throw it over to Tyler here, and he's going to tell you about the, the dream sequence that Patterson has uh, during, during the movie.
2: All right, so I want, I want to preface. I did not actually <laughs> think this was happening. Chase has been giving me shit, and so has Taylor. So there's a dream sequence where Val Kilmer... Uh, his wife and his newborn son get off the train and they're on the little train platform and this lion comes out of the grass and attacks them. And as I'm watching it, I'm just sitting there to myself. I'm like, well, that's weird. Why the hell is his wife and son in Africa right now? <laughs> and I'm like, well, they're just kind of standing on the train. This is kind of odd. And then I see Val Kilmer like running and waving at them towards the train station. And they just kind of like, the you know, the camera pans to, you know, nature. And I was like, I start saying out loud to, to Chase and uh, Taylor in the room, I'm like, man, wouldn't this be fucking crazy if that second tiger comes back for revenge? And as I'm saying it, that second tiger comes out of nowhere and just starts chasing and mauls down the wife and kid. And I was like, holy fucking shit, it's actually happening. It's got Tiger brain, Tiger yeah, King, King. King on the brain, the, I, lion, yeah, the lion. Yeah, I watched. I watched yeah. a lot of. Lo, I watched a lot of Tiger King. In the week <laughs> but I want to preface: I did not actually think it was happening in the moment. It I was, was just it like, was "What the fuck is this happening?" He calls and it as out as I'm saying thing. I'm like, "Why is this happening?" It happened.
1: It's so good. So anyway, we're gonna kind of recap the ending here. Uh, Remington. Gets
0: goes out in his blaze of glory. Goes out on his shield. Well, it's not really a blaze a- of glory, right? I mean, he gets drugged out of his tent and and mauled to death. I mean, <laughs> you, you know what it is. I mean, it's like, give the man his dues. He produced a damn film. He he was <laughs> he was
1: back in this picture. <laughs> he had he was he had money on this horse. Uh, Remington gets gets drugged out, gets mauled to death. Patterson has the duel with the second lion. Eventually gets the job done. Kills the lion. Finishes the bridge, everything's hunky dory, and just like Remington tells him in the, earlier in the film, holds his son high finally when his wife uh, and his son finally come to Africa. <laughs>
0: That's it for Ghost of the Darkness. I want to thank everyone for subscribing and listening last week when we did The Rock. Next week, week three coming up, we got He Got Game 1998. We got Jesus! Denzel, Ray Allen, little Jesus Shuttlesworth. You have a son named Jesus Shuttlesworth? Is your son considered the level one high school prospect in the East United States?